Good morning, God's wonderful people. Today is a brand new day. Today, for you, can be a brand new start. It can be a beginning of something new and something grand in your life. That is dependent on you. That depends on you, my friend. If you are willing to take the steps, the necessary steps to make it happen, if you are willing to make necessary changes that would make it happen, that is what determines whether or not today is that great day or just another day. But make today a great day. Make today a productive and a fruitful day. One that you can look back at and say it was good to have been here. One that you can look back at and be proud to know that you were here. Let today be that day that you declare God in the things you do and in the things you say. Be God today and manifest Him in all you do. Today we take time out to look back at what we have learned so far in our study of the warrior's identity. But first let's understand who the warrior is. Who is the warrior? The warrior is the individual who has been reinstated to the original plan of God, to the original creation of God. In other words, Adam who was the first created, he sinned and so marred God's creation and so alienated God's creation from him. And so this man must now be restored in that relationship with God, where he's connected in covenant to God, and that will restore him to his original state of how he was created and what was created to be. The warrior is that individual who has regained that connection with God and reinstated to that God-given purpose and that God-given um, intent and, and that he was created with. So we are talk, when we talk about a warrior, we are talking about an individual who has been redeemed from sin and from the curse of sin. Someone who has a relationship with God and who has been redeemed from sin. One who is enjoying the grace of God. So today, we want to look at what we have learned so far about the warrior from our text in Genesis 1 verse 26. It is in some way a recap, but I want to highlight these points because I believe they are important points that we have garnered. This is not saying that these are all that we have garnered from this study. There are multitude more things that we have garnered through our analysis of these various words and letters. There are many things that we would have garnered from this study. But am I lighting these because I believe they are ones that must be noted. There are many others that are important and that we have gone through. You want to go over those, you can go through this, the series another time to garner those and to make note of those that we have picked up on while we went through this study. These are the ones I believe I want to highlight at this time. So we're going to look at 12 statements about the warrior that are made in Genesis chapter 26, chapter 1, verse 26 to 31. In the first declaration God made, I want to highlight 12 statements about the warrior, 12 things that we have learned from this first declaration God made about the warrior. Not in any way the exhausted list, but just the ones that we want to highlight at this time. The first one that we see is that the warrior is Jehovah in the flesh. God in the flesh. The warrior is God in the flesh. 
Now, when we analyzed the, 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 the word Adam, we understood that Adam is spelt with a Aleph, a Dalit, and a Mem. Now, that arrangement of those letters, the Aleph, the Dalet, and the Mem, makes that decoration. Because the Aleph is God, always points to God, represents God, who is the chief, the source of all life. That's what the Aleph is. Aleph is the source. And the Aleph here, with Dalet and Mem, Dalet and Mem spells the word Dam. And Dam is blood. So Aleph, Dalet, Mem spells the word Adam. So here you have to understand that it's God with blood. Or means rather clearly God in the flesh. So Adam is God in the flesh. That's the first declaration the name Adam makes. God in the flesh. Now I know many persons have a difficulty wrapping their minds around that. But that is what it is. Jesus is who this statement was made about. And when we see this made about Jesus, we must understand that Jesus is the second Adam. He brings to restoration the original plan of God. He restored the original plan of God where man was created to be God in the flesh. He was created to be that. And so Jesus is the restoration of that original plan. So whatever is said about Jesus in, in the earth here is what God intended for man to be. God, God sent his son. To be man on this earth and to show man what he's supposed to be. He is our example. And he is the one who paved the pathway for us to be restored to our original creation. This is how we once more are reinstated to be that warrior. So the warrior is here over in the flesh. That is what he is. Now Adam also declares that God... It is meant to, to, to be inhabiting man. So man is meant to be the house or the temple of God. So the next statement, the second statement is, the warrior is God's doorway to life in the earth realm, the physical realm. So the warrior is God's doorway to life in the earth realm. That word Adam declares that. Because Aleph is God, Dalit is the doorway, and Mem, it points a reference to life, all of life, life itself. So here it's declaring to us that Adam is God's doorway to life. God's doorway to life. So man is supposed to be the means by which God accessed the physical realm. He is God's doorway into the physical realm. You were created to embody God in this earth realm. Not just to be him in the flesh, but you are created to, to embody God. So in other words, you are supposed to be a vessel through whom God can manifest his heart's desire, manifest his thoughts in this earth realm. And so man is that extension of God, is that representative of God in this earth realm. We explained that when we were going through the Salem, we said that this is just the same as a king sending a governor into a colony. And in that colony, that governor is the king. Whatever he says is the king's statement. So if he makes a law that the king disagrees with, the king can't keep him in position and, and change that law. The king first must remove him from, from position and then take steps to change that law. Because as long as he is in that position, he represents and speaks for the king. So the king must first remove him from office. 
and then take steps to change that he has done, what he has done. That's just the way things are, my friends. And we are supposed to be God's representative here on earth. We are supposed to be God's governor here on earth because earth is a colony of heaven. Heaven is the kingdom. Earth is the colony. And we were placed here to colonize earth with heaven's culture. So man is God's doorway to life in the earth realm. The third statement is the warrior is the image of God and it completes him. Man, the warrior, is the image of God. And being the image of God, that completes him. If man is anything else but the image of God, he is incomplete. If man is being anything but the vessel of God, he is incomplete. If man does not have that relationship with God, where he is manifesting and being that image of God, he is in no way complete. He's not being who he's supposed to be. Is being something else. And when you are something else, that's idolatry. Anything other than God is idolatry. So if man is acting or behaving in line with anything else but, but God, he is involved in idolatry because man is supposed to be the image of God. He's supposed to manifest God and be God in this earth. If he's anything else, that's idolatry. The warrior, number four, the warrior is God's declaration. The warrior is God's declaration. You see, whatever God declares, become. And God made this declaration about man. And he says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Here we see that God made a declaration and that declaration was man. So man is God's declaration. In more ways than one, my friend, this is so. When you act according to God's word, you are declaring God. When you speak the word of God, you are declaring God. When you be who God has created you to be, you are declaring God. The Bible says in, in Psalm 19, the heaven declares the glory of God and the firmament show it is Andy works. Day unto day, the utter speech. You see, here we must understand that the, the, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament show it is works. Now, these created elements of God are declaring God. In the same way, man declares God and man show forth his works. That's what man is created to do, to show forth God, to declare God and to show forth God in the things he does. So man is God's declaration. Number five, the warrior is Jehovah's witness. The warrior is God's witness. He is supposed to witness for God here. He's supposed to demonstrate God here. To witness means you have personal first and knowledge of something and you are showing it forth and declaring it. Man is supposed to be God's witness in this earth. He's supposed to show forth God in everything that he is and everything that he does. The warrior is Jehovah's witness. Number six, the warrior is to mimic Jehovah. The, the warrior is supposed to mimic Jehovah because you are created to be that vessel of God, that image of God. And so when you stand before a mirror, whatever you do, your image in the mirror does it. Whatever 
you do, your image in the mirror mimics what you do. In the same way, just as that image is in the dimension of the mirror and you are not in that dimension, in the same way, God is outside of time. Time cannot contain him. He's in eternity. We are in time and in this dimension, whatever God does, we are supposed to do. That means we have to keep our eyes on him so that when he act, we act in like manner. When he move, we move with him. That is what the warrior is created to do and be. Number seven, the warrior is created to manifest Jehovah. The warrior is created to manifest Jehovah in everything that he does and everything that he is. To manifest something means you bring it from the realm of the unseen to the seen. To manifest means you bring something that is not capable of being seen in this physical realm. You bring it forth into this physical realm. Man is supposed to show forth God in this realm. By his actions, by his thoughts, by his emotions, by his relationships. He's supposed to manifest Jehovah. So when we talk about manifesting, we're talking about bringing to light, bringing to this physical realm that which is unseen. Whatever is unseen about God and that can be made manifest must be made manifest by man in this realm. Must be made manifest by the warrior in this realm. Number eight, the warrior without his connection with Jehovah is just blood. This brings to sharp focus, my friends, our connection and covenant with God. Absent this covenant and this connection with Jehovah, we are just blood. It is in this that we can say, man is just flesh. Absent his connection with God, absent that covenant, absent being restored to the, the original plan and created um, purpose of God, man is just blood. Without God, man is nothing but just flesh. It is your relationship with God that gives purpose to your life. It is your relationship with God that gives meaning to your life. Without God, your life has no meaning. You're just flesh. And flesh must return to dust from which it comes. So if you are going to be anything in life, you cannot be it without your connection with God. Your connection and covenant with Jehovah is what must be maintained and must be item, I mean, must be raised to the fore and become the very priority in your life. Your relationship with God must be your number one priority. I know sometimes we engage in life, you know, schedule, and we say, oh, I don't have much time today to pray. When you are pressed for time, the one thing you must always do is pray. Never sacrifice your prior time for anything. Nothing is more important than your sessions and time with God. Nothing in your life is more important than your connection with God. And most time when we are pressed for time, we sacrifice our time with God. The job must wait. Everything else must wait if there is no more time to give. God's time and your sessions and your moment with God, your prayer time with God must never wait. It must never be sacrificed for anything else. I'm not teaching you to be lapsed in your commitments and your faithfulness to your job. Because that is how you declare God. You must be faithful to your word. You must keep your word. But when you are pressed for time 
and there is not much time, make sure that you don't sacrifice your time with God for anything else. Not even a job. Not even an appointment. You must make that time with God and keep it. Because if you keep your time with God, then you'll have more time for everything else. I guarantee you that. Because what, you would, what would take you 10 years to do, because you never sacrifice your time with God, you'll do it in just one hour. That's how God works. And that's how we accomplish things. That's how we manifest God in this life. And that's how we beat him in this earth, when we do not sacrifice our connection with him. Number nine, the warrior is designed and created to dominate. The warrior is designed and created to dominate. The warrior that God created was never created to be dominated by anyone. I say this to you, my friends. If anyone tries to dominate you, that's a spirit of witchcraft. If anyone tries to control you, that's a spirit of witchcraft. If anyone tries to manipulate you, that's a spirit of witchcraft. Anytime you take steps to manipulate, control, or even dominate someone else, you are acting in the spirit of witchcraft. We love to have our own way. And that can be very bad. But it is an indication that you are created to dominate. It is evidence that you are created to lead and to dominate. But we must never dominate over another individual, over another human being, over another warrior. Every warrior is created to dominate. And this dominion is exercised over the physical world, over life, over, over the physical realm. God gave us dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the animals on the earth, and the earth itself. Do you know what that means, my friend? It means you are created to control these elements, to control these areas. You are given responsibility for these areas. You are given that responsibility. So if you are polluting the air, you are not being a good steward of your domain. You are not having proper dominion if you are polluting the air. If you're polluting the water, you're not being a good steward of the resources of God. You are not taking dominion. You are not controlling that area. If you are polluting and destroying the earth by your actions and the things you do, you are not dominating, my friends. You are destroying. And God never made man a destroyer. God never made the warrior a destroyer. The warrior must dominate. Number 10, the warrior is nobody's slave but Jehovah's, Jehovah's. The warrior is nobody's slave but Jehovah's. You see, we were never created to be nobody's, anybody's slave. The warrior, like I said, is like, like number, number nine says, he's created to dominate. So he's nobody's slave. He wasn't designed nor created to be anybody's slave. No man is anybody's slave or anything's slave. You must not be a slave to anybody or to anything. Your life is your responsibility. Be no man's slave and be nothing slave. Paul says, I, he, he advised us to do not be a debtor to any man except by, for love. See, love must be the only thing you owe any man. Owe no man anything. 
In other words, he's saying to you, do not become a slave to any man. Because when you are indebted to someone, you become their slave. So he says, do not be in debt to anyone except to love them. Owe no man anything else but just to love them. That, that's the only thing, that's the only debt you must have. To love others. Number 11. The warrior is created to be more and do more. The warrior was created to do more and be more. In other words, you were placed here on earth. The warrior was created and designed to become better than he is. To every day be better than he was yesterday. And to be better than tomorrow than he is today. That is how the warrior was designed. To always and ever be improving. To always be developing to become more. Self-improvement is your mission. You must always be developing. You must always be growing. Anytime you stop growing, know this, you're dying. Growth stopping means that death sets in. Anytime you stop growing, it means you're dying. If you are here on earth and you're not developing yourself, you are dying, my friends. If you don't utilize... One of the things that I've always heard is that if you don't utilize certain areas of your brain, those brain cells go dead after a while. But the same thing is happening to you as a, be, as a human being. Whatever you don't use, you lose. Whatever you don't use, you lose. So if you're not utilizing your faculties and improving them, you're going to lose them. You are created to do more and be more. You must leave this earth and these realms better than you found them. So in everything, my friends, wherever you go, you must leave it better than you found it. Wherever you arrive, when you leave, it must be better. And because you're there, it must become better. So if you're in a workplace, the environment in that workplace must become better because you are there. You must influence it for the better. Number 12, the warrior is the manager of the earth realm. This is one that must, that is a capstone of this statement that you are, are supposed to dominate. You are the manager of the earth realm. You are supposed to manage this earth realm. The birds of the air, you are supposed to manage that. The fish in the sea, you are supposed to manage that. The creeping things on the earth, you are supposed to manage that. And everything upon the earth, the plants and everything else, you're supposed to manage that. We are the manager of the earth realm. It means that you're responsible for what happens here. So you are supposed to manage it. But like we said, my friends, it be, that management begins with you. That management of the earth realm begins with you, managing you. Are you managing your life well? Are you managing the resources God has placed in your hands? If you're not, you need to. Because that managing of your life, it is how you, you are going to now manage the earth realm. You can't manage the earth if you, if you can't manage your life. So it begins with managing your life. Are you managing your time? Are you managing your resources? Are you managing your emotions? Are you managing the things that you're responsible for? That is what you're created to do. If you're destroying and polluting the air, you're not managing it well. If you're releasing pollutants into the air, you're not a good manager. And if you are contaminating the waters by your actions, you are not being a good manager. You're a destroyer. Let us manage what God has placed us here to manage. 
because the laws must be maintained and this and the balance must be maintained we are responsible for maintaining that balance that fosters life and fosters growth and fosters development you are supposed to manage the elements that fosters these it's your responsibility my friends do it with all your might do it with everything you've got these 12 statements are not in the least everything we have learned about the warrior but they are the ones I want you to keep at the forefront of your mind at this moment. And if there's anything else among what we have taught, then if the Spirit of God brings that to, the, to your mind and keeps that at the forefront of your mind, add that to the list. Because this list can be, is not exhaustive. There's many more that can be added to it. Go back through the, the, the teachings and add more to this list. Add more of the things that you've learned. And let that be the list that guides you to understand who you are and to be able to tell anybody who you are. This contains your identity. This is your identity, my friend. The warrior's identity is in these statements. So today, let this be the start of you beginning a new walk in your life, a new journey to be that warrior that understands who he is and what he must do. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I, will, I am still with thee. Here is the psalmist declaring that he is fearfully and wonderfully made, declaring how he is thought about and, and, and planned for by God. We must understand, my friends, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's give God thanks for having made us and fashioned us like He has. Lord, we give you thanks, we give you praise. You are worthy of every honor, every glory, and every praise that we offer up to you. Our lives worship you, O God. Our thoughts, our words, praise you continually. We are yours and always will be yours. Let our lives continue to manifest you in this earth and show you forth. Give us and enable us, Lord, with your strength so that we can go forth and be you. Enlighten our understanding. Open our eyes that we may see and behold every step that you have ordained for us to take. That in our eyes being opened, we'll constantly walk in your truth. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless the Lord. Have a great day, my friends. And do remember that God loves you, and I do too. Shalom.